This is a Dauntless Media Collective podcast. Visit dauntless.fm for more content. I regret. No, 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 wait. I'm really happy to inform you that you are on the Chapel Probation Valentine's Special. A focus on bromance with an emphasis on dicks and balls. Right now, in a Christian college or university, young men are disrobing, maybe doing a little manscaping, a little whispering, or even declaring proudly no homo to themselves, to each other, and most importantly, to God. And then they are celebrating their dicks and balls, displaying them to other young men, as men do, according to them. Some put on a show, making their genitals into puppets. Some challenge others to a sword fight. And some just grab them by the dicks and balls, as men do, according to them. Just guys being guys, they say. And if you say no homo enough times, it's not gay. Or is it? What if it is? And if it isn't, I mean, that's really confusing. And it's the same all over the place. APU, Wheaton, Moody, Vanguard, Simpson, Indiana Wesleyan, and so many more. The boys are having the time of their lives celebrating their manhood in every sense of the word. At APU, the slogan of the men's dorms was, and I'm not joking, nudity is community. Mind you, this is just for the boys. Purity culture apparently allows for and even encourages men to display their dicks and balls for all the other men to admire and sometimes fondle. But women, sorry, your bodies, are for your husbands only and and Jesus not even other women may look upon you now back in the beginning of 2022 I was talking to Nova Bright a graduate of APU where I taught and she talked about arriving at APU as a young man well before uh, she transitioned and well, here's what she said. Well, okay, well, first of all, I was in Smith Hall, which is literally yeah. like the grossest. It is like yeah. the epicenter <laughs> of the eighth ring of hell. And uh, I don't know, like on the very first day, I like I had a roommate that was just like very consistently nude and the hall like, yeah. I don't know if people have described the, I mean, I'm sure on this podcast it's come up, but if it hasn't, I will, I will share with the listeners that, so there's this weird, almost like counterintuitive, unless you grew up in Christian spaces, um, for like sort of homoerotic male energy. And so Smith Hall being an all guys dorm was a hundred percent that vibe, right? Lots of naked people, lots of like 
touching each other, sleeping, you know, in the same bed and, you know, but, but not being quote unquote sexual. And so that was really hard for me <laughs> because it was putting me into a space where queerness wasn't going to be outwardly accepted or embraced, but where people were, were performing queerness and in a very like uncomfortable way. And so I pretty quickly learned like, these aren't my people. This isn't my community. I need to, I need to not make friends here. And so I started pouring myself into the theater. Um, and the theater department is like a lot of uh, freshman theater majors at APU in my time were a lot of closeted, scared people like me. And so I sort of just started finding my people and being like, wait, <laughs> what's going on? And I don't know. I want to say it was summer after my freshman year that I came out. So oh, okay. I, I at least deconstructed <laughs> the sort of self-loathing that prevented me from embracing my, at the time, gay male identity within about a year. Obviously, okay. I didn't fully deconstruct because that takes a lifetime, I feel. But yeah. within a year, I was starting to tell people who I was or how I identified, which at the time was as gay. That felt achievable. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all joking aside, <laughs> I've told this story before, but when I was teaching at APU, there was uh, a news story in the paper. Um, a bunch of the, the, the boys in the dorms were really upset because the school had shut down a worship service that had, had sort of broken out organically in the boys' dorms. But this wasn't just any other worship service with, you know, um, dudes with cool hair and sneakers and guitars singing, you know, Hillsong songs. No, this was one small dorm room crammed with young men who had stripped down to their underwear, who would dance and writhe together while they prayed and sang until they were all sweaty and kind of worked up. There were apparently a lot of erections involved, which made some of my students who had participated in this kind of uncomfortable. The The vibe of the group was kind of this macho, come on, let's, let's do this, let's praise the Lord. Like, men being men and they would even shame people if they didn't want to come uh, pun intended not intended no it's valentine's day pun intended because some dudes didn't enjoy writhing half naked with other dudes to the point of sweat and erections well and praising the lord so hmm the school closed it down because they said it was a fire hazard, but uh, it was a fire hazard down below, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, strike that from the record. So I went to Indiana Wesleyan University um, for three years. I was in the freshman, all boys freshman dorm. So um, I was there. I was a freshman, obviously, and then I was there as an RA uh, other years. So, so I had the unique experience of seeing young men and boys like out of the house for five minutes 
what do they do? Um, and it typically involves a lot of nudity. Um, so this is Justin and Tori, my pals from the Go Home Bible, Your Drunk podcast. And they came on to share some of their thoughts. And a lot of you know, a lot of just not bathing generally. Um, oh, okay. That's a new so, wrinkle. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's not... <laughs> they discovered a lot of new wrinkles, for sure. Um, <laughs> all, so, all the wrinkles. Well, it's, it's, you had showers, it's right? There were showers, yes. And actually, all of our dorms were... We did not have... Um, in this particular dorm, there weren't um, the, the communal showers. They were all in, like, a suite. So you had, like, four people would share one shower. Um which was, you know, nice. There was a, um, at, at the time I was there, there was a dorm on campus that did have communal showers that had a reputation for being just a naked fest. Um, like they, there's extreme levels of nudity. Um, because I don't know why. Um, boys just like to be naked together, truthfully. Um, do they? At least, though? at least, at least, at least. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it's a weird thing. Christian boys, um, apparently, yeah. Christian boys like to be naked together. So wait, That's... so so in that in that shower, then it's got like two or three shower heads. Is that is that what I'm picturing? Uh, and, well, the, they're, no, no, they're they're the, not all sharing like that, one shower head. No, yeah, which, which, just, which would yeah, be fine, like, but. It's one shower. So it's one shower shared between four people. You, uh, typically, you would shower at separate times. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> so it's like, oh, hey, Bill's Mormon. taking a shower, everyone. Let's go. <laughs> there was So here's a funny thing, kind of a funny story. So there was a guy my freshman year who um, – so, so kind of backing up a second – there was a like one like a little small heater in the bathroom that was one of those like um, like you kind of turn the knob and then like the wires in there heat up and they glow like red hot. Okay, yeah, um, yeah and yeah. it was near the shower. And the, I won't say the guy's name, but there was a my one of the suite mates that was in there. He, I'll just say that like he had a furry butt. That's just all I'm gonna say. He just had a very furry butt, like like a muppet, like just a very <laughs> furry butt. And okay. this is important because he was getting ready one day and he backed up a little bit too far, and he pressed that furry butt up against this like red hot grid, like that you could probably have cooked yeah. hamburgers on, and it burnt much of like well, he cooked, basically he half buns. of his ass cheeks was like the hair was burnt off and he had like a grid pattern on his ass um very unsafe uh those things grilled were buns. but it's just yeah yeah, yeah so that's... he had a he had a grilled furry bun he probably had less um, hair though so true true i'm assuming it grew back so i didn't really check the status landscaping. But, um yeah, there's just All a right. lot of weird. Like it's like the first two weeks, everyone's kind of shy, and then suddenly it's like I just see dicks every day now, and this is just my life. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's a fine life indeed. If if mm-hmm. um, if you're into that, yeah, into, into that kind of thing. So it's worth pointing out that I've spent the last couple weeks asking everyone I know um, who went to like a regular school, not a Christian one. And they lived in the do- boys' dorms. Was there a lot of nudity? And the 
the answer has always been no <laughs> not i mean there's there might have been like a sh communal shower that you had to use but no rampant dicks and balls swinging around no sword fights no no big group cuddles naked on the couch it it was just okay sure there was the occasional orgy in the shower um but that was hetero stuff this is not um homoerotic and that seems to be like exclusive to the christian schools so i had a thought while justin was speaking um yeah. it, it occurs to me that I, I wonder if part of this phenomenon was that there is this idea that like oh no one here is gay which means it's safe for me to right. do this mm -hmm. yes maybe. right i think that's part of yeah. it i think that that's probably part of it um mm -hmm. yeah maybe yeah, but there, there's a lot of like faux homoeroticism too. Totally, like like, like men pretending to be gay, mm -hmm. like in yeah. in in ways that are like stereotypically gay, like effeminate, you know, like throwing your wrist, you know, like but just like but like like flirting with each other in ways mm -hmm. that are like like we're not gay. <laughs> Would it be funny if we kissed? Like oh, you know, like right. like but it's just like this weird like edge of like are uh -huh. are you are you like this is straight for, is are are you still joking? Like um yeah. But yeah, I, I, no I think Tori maybe it's right. There's like yeah, there's no gay people here so we can just let everything out and no one's gonna no one's gonna assault us, which is, you know, a commentary on mm -hmm. um male sexuality in evangelicalism, but all right. I think it's also how really interesting that we're not like it, within evangelicalism. None of us are taught how to get our needs met. Mm -hmm. We're taught to not have needs, and so I imagine that is probably also some of it, right? That it's like right. we don't really know how to ask for things that we need, but we'll mm -hmm. we'll totally joke about things that we need. Like that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I had a roommate. Um, this was in my maybe my junior year. And he had had kind of a scary experience earlier that day um, in like chapel. They were talking about spiritual warfare or something. And he just kind of got freaked out about demons or something. I don't know. He was just like legitimately scared for whatever reason. And he asked, he's like, Justin, can we like sleep on the floor next to each other? I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Like, I, and so we like slept on the floor next to each other. Like, and it wasn't like a sexual thing. It was just mm -hmm. like a human thing. Like, just he needed someone next to him, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll sleep on the floor next to you. And we would, we joked about it later, like with other people. We're like, yeah, you know, Justin's a great guy. He slept on the floor next to me. I'm like, maybe don't. Like, maybe we, maybe we just together. keep that between <laughs> us. Like, like <laughs> he spooned me last night. Like, no, we didn't spoon, buddy. Like, I was just... Yeah. Also, you were nope. going to pee the bed if I didn't sleep next to you. <laughs> you were on the top bunk. <laughs> you were going to wet the bed. This was a self-preservation Freaking move, out. Yeah. My yeah. friend. Oh my gosh. So let's hear some recollections uh, from this past season um, that had a connection. Uh, while I was visiting Portland, I met up with Aaron Green and Joe Baxter of Reap, Jared and Ben, who've both been on the podcast, and Tori, who you heard earlier. And Ben, who went to Vanguard, uh, talked about dudes who used their genitals as puppets, performing things like the sail, the wristwatch, and something called calf's brains. Or maybe that was Jared. Anyway, 
Vanguard was, uh, well, something. And then Tim Cooper came on this season to talk about his more recent deconstruction. And while he was in high school, he found himself at Simpson College in Redding, California for like a choir tour or something. And he stayed in the dorms. (laughs) It would be a tour marked by, you guessed it, dicks and balls. I don't know. Did you see a lot of nudity? Because that was a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I do. uh, Well, it's funny. So uh, I didn't stay in the dorm at Azusa or Biola. I just did the like day visit, which, uh, yeah. So then I did the dorm thing. You know, I probably came on like a Friday and then I did the dorm thing at Masters and then I did Azusa another day or something. There was a quick little whirlwind trip from Northern California. But when uh, this is, this is funny because you'll, get a kick out of this i went to i think it was simpson college i think that's yeah, one in reading in, in reading yeah. so on, when i was in high school our high school choir did a little tour at the end of the school year and we went up to simpson and we stayed in the dorms at simpson um i don't know if school was going on or like just summer school or what um but i saw a lot of dicks that night scott that it was new to me i wasn't like a sports guy uh, I wasn't in the locker rooms, and I was like, you know, I was kind of mortified by it. But uh, Simpson yeah. Simpson wasn't on my list, and uh, it wouldn't yeah. have been after that. I would have crossed yeah. it right off. Too many, too many penises. <laughs> too many so, dicks. Um, yeah. Now, when this episode came out, Jared, who I mentioned, I hung out with in Portland, and was also on this this season. He was listening, and something resonated. <laughs> Take a guess. One of your guests from uh, several months ago was talking about stopping there on a choir trip. That's right. And when when he mentioned visiting Simpson during the summer, I I went, oh boy. (laughs) And I just about threw my car off the side of the road laughing so hard when when he talked about, uh, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but basically lots of lots of dicks and balls and. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's it's a it's a weird thing. I went to school with. Uh, there were a lot of students there who'd been um, missionary kids overseas. Some had been in private school and homeschool and public school. I grew up in public schools myself, mm. um, and it just it seemed like I saw a lot more of that repressed <laughs> sexuality uh, finding its way uh, out in the open. And um, I I remember thinking, well. Maybe this is what college is supposed to be like, and I, I just, I just didn't know. I didn't feel one way or another about judging it, but looking back on it now, it was pretty damn weird. <laughs> so we've established that this is a fun, even joyous component of boys' dorms at Christian schools. I've gotten confirmation from about a dozen other people at different schools. On the Chapel Probation Facebook group, several people chimed in. Uh, Sam, who went to APU uh, back in the day, reported that one of the dorms had a nude week, like an officially dorm-sponsored thing. Emmy, uh, on the Facebook group, reported that the college she went to had an all-male dorm that had nude meals. That doesn't sound very hygienic. Oh, and I forgot, Sam also from APU said that there was a guy on their floor whose favorite prank was to do a naked handstand against a a door while a friend knocked. So the person answering the door encountered the nude handstand plummeting toward them. And uh, yeah, like an upside down set of 
men's genitals falling towards you. Um, and then he said he remembered, and this is a quote, I realized um, that joke, all the joking at one point during freshman year, that they realized it was, they were all high-fiving and hugging other guys more than they ever had and speculated that they needed some sort of physical human contact being away from the parents and their hugs for the first time. I'm going to assume that their parents didn't hug them naked. Um, no judgment, but that doesn't sound like regular Christian family behavior. I don't know. And then anyway, also Nate Nathan uh, wrote in on the Facebook group that BJU, yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, they, they came down hard on anything that had to do with uh, bodies, <laughs> male or female, particularly male in this case. So um, not everybody. This, this brings up an important point. This is not 100% Christian schools because some Christian schools, well, they just don't want you to have any fun, period, at all. Uh, so dicks and balls being all this fun that we're talking about, not so much. So I checked in with my good friend Nate Nakao of the Full Mutuality Podcast. And yeah. All right. So, so Nate. Hi. Welcome. Did, did you have, was there a lot of dicks and balls in the dorms at Bob Jones? N no. I, I mean, none that were exposed. Visible? Yeah. No, no, no sword visible. fights. No, no sword Na fights. Naked study hall. No, no naked study hall. Naked worship. Walking around um, with your dick and balls exposed um, would have been uh, punishable by demerits, probably expulsion. I don't recall the rules. I don't have my old uh, residence hall handbook on hand. No, well, I'm not going to ask you to look it up. But it was that's a serious offense. I yes, it was. A, 150 is expulsion. Yeah, 150 and, is expulsion. I'm going to go out on a limb and because I I don't recall anybody getting hit with this penalty, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was probably at least 75, possibly 100 demerits in one fell swoop. Um, Though I've got a feeling that they they might just go ahead and expel you if you did that. Wow! So n sword fights—they would have just lost their minds. Oh yeah, um, they would have. They would have kicked everybody out. Whoever was right. involved in that, if you were if you were caught, uh, even standing and watching, you probably would have gotten kicked out for it. Wow! Okay. Yeah. What about naked spooning in a bed? Between dudes. Well, if you got caught, yeah, <laughs> you would you would probably get kicked out. Okay. Yeah, but I highly doubt that anyone who did ever got caught, or at least you know, not yeah, not that no, nobody got caught, but you know, there's no women to blame, right? So, right, yeah, could be just a misunderstanding. Could could be. <laughs> All right. Well, that's no fun. No, thanks sorry. For, thanks, thanks for chiming in, man. Yeah, when, when I went to the sad school, so. <sighs> but even at the fun schools celebrating the male form, and all the homoerotic intimacy involved, not everyone enjoyed it. 
uh, Jeff Caro and Peter Fenton, who have both been on this podcast uh, this season. And Jeff went to Moody and Peter went to the Crosstown rival Wheaton, although they were about 15 years apart. But they both have some complicated feelings. One of the most famous naked man stories at Moody was uh, the first week of the first week of classes. Uh, Every year they would gather the women in alumni auditorium and the men in uh, Tory Gray. That's the chapel to have the big beginning of the school year. Hey, here's the rules. Here's our expectations. Um, Let's let's talk. Let's have a serious talk about how we're going to get through the school year. So they would gather all of the men in the first floor of the chapel, and up front would be the head, head of residence life, uh, Dean Aarons, and then the resident supervisors at the time, there was Pat and there was Bart. And they would give a talk about what expectations were on male behavior on the campus. And one of the most famous lines from it was the quotation of, gentlemen, these are shoulders, these are not shoulders. You are not allowed to touch anything below the shoulders, as they described physical contact with the women. So that was kind of the, that was, it was kind of a, a sexual ethic at Moody. Uh, certain things you can and cannot do. Well, the most famous part of this meeting and why everyone would spend the entire meeting looking into the balconies and the corners and the doorways and entrances was the appearance of the naked man. And it would be someone who at some point in this meeting would show up butt-ass naked, wearing a mask of some sort. And he would show up, he would raise his arms, he would shimmy a little bit at the waist, and then he would take off and run. And everyone thought that was the funniest thing that has ever happened in the history of the Moody Bible Institute, such that you spoke about it all year. Who was it? How did they get there? How do they get away? Campus security is always looking for them. How do they not get caught? So, yes. So this was not part of the program. No, this was this was not scripted, although it was expected every year that the naked man would show up. There were rumors that it was Wheaton College kids that would do it. I don't know if that's true or not, but that was the rumor. Rival school, yeah. Well, ironically, the president of the university, two of his boys went to Wheaton College. So it's possible that it was Moody's president's kids. I can't say for sure, but it's that's the rumor that mm. lasted all that four years. Rumor. And <laughs> Yes. So, um, yeah, Matt or Joe or Joe Jr., those were the, those were the ones that we thought were the naked men. So in the dorms, um, was there a lot of lot, lot of dicks and balls? Yes, very much. Um, of course, in in as with typical dormitories, community showers, and so there was a lot of just walking down the hallway with your towel around your neck and your soap in your hand and your shampoo in the other hand, um, uh, parading, um, showing off, a lot of walking uncomfortably close to people who were fully clothed in the hallway. Um, lots of not closing the shower curtain uh, while you were in the community, cl- in the community showers. Um, hmm. so a lot of, uh, I believe that I've, I would say the preening, is that a word preening? But there was a lot, there was a lot of men that were very proud of walking around without anything covering their junk. Uh, yeah. I like peacocking. did not participate. 
Oh, that's a, that's uh-huh. the better word, peacocking. There were definitely some people that were very proud of themselves. I thought it was weird, and I didn't do it. I I went with the uh, uh-huh. I went with the high school locker room. Uh, where wrap a towel, shower, wrap a towel, go back to your room. But maybe I was the weird. Yeah, one. yeah. And did you go to a, um, a public high school, like just a secular high school? Yes, I went. So I went did. to a public high school, and that's how we operated. That seems much more yeah. normal than what I saw in the hallways at Moody. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Um, so there was um, there were yeah. <laughs> there were plenty of uh, plenty of other opportunities. Um, my so Moody had two different dormitories. There was Dryer. And there was Culbertson. Culbertson was a little more naked than Dreyer. And um, Culbertson was famous for naked study hall. So uh, the, the way Culbert, Culbertson Hall was designed, it was all the, all the rooms were on the outside. And then there was a big lounge area in the center of each floor. And so you, they would put a sign up that said naked study hall Thursday, eight to 10. And so you had to come in, you couldn't come in and disrobe. You had to disrobe in your room, bring your books, um, laptops if you had them, study cards, and then you would sit on a couch with other butt naked men. Um, Dryer tried it once on my floor and it did not go well. And so we never tried it again. When you say it didn't go well, I mean no one showed up, or it um, was no. An several people ensued, showed or, up. Uh, <laughs> I didn't go, so I cannot comment on the orgy ensuing part. Um, but it was just not as well received. Um, there were some guys okay. that moved from Culbertson to Dryer who thought they wanted to bring that mess over to Dryer Hall, <laughs> and it just didn't go well. Thankfully, so it did not two, go well. Two guys, two guys sitting naked on a couch awkwardly. Um, <laughs> there there was enough na- awkward nakedness in dryer but we didn't need a a lounge full of awkward nakedness just yeah, individual study nakedness. hall <laughs> study hall interesting interesting choice of words yeah all right um yeah so I, I would say what the final the final scary thing that I'll I'll tell you about and then if you have questions feel free yeah yeah um, my freshman year, I moved into there were three three per room in Dryer Hall uh, because the rooms were gigantic. They were it was a, it was a Moody bought a retirement community, and so the rooms were gigantic, extra wide doors, hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So they put three of us in there, and I had uh, two guys who had been roommates the year before, and they were very. These were the leaders of the nakedness on my dormitory floor. Oh. And one of the things that they were very free with was naked bodies touching other naked bodies. So one of the guys would lay down on a blanket in the middle of the floor, butt-ass naked. And the roommate, who would also be butt-ass naked, would give full-body massages. Baby oil candles music it was weird it's kind of romantic <laughs> i mean maybe i mean good for them that's we should just call that what it is it's uh 
it's the candles and the music. Like, okay, dude's massaging. Uh, maybe they're in sports or uh, one of them studying yeah. sports medicine. Could be hetero behavior. But that really does sound pretty homoerotic um, in the it, best it, sense it, of the world. Word. Yeah. Well, it, it was, but it was the the groaning, the obvious physical enjoyment that was being verbally expressed while I'm sitting yeah. at my desk trying to do my homework. Oh, so you're still there. <laughs> oh, I'm in the room. Yes. I was oh, in so there. Like exhibitionists, too. <laughs> yes. And, and at one point, I only lived in this room one semester, but at one point, one of them turned to me and said, hey, when are you going to give us a massage? And I said, never. Yeah, not, man. Not Why you ever, up, man? ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was it for me. There was that I I told in my episode I did not like the people at Moody, and and this is not a this is not any commentary on homosexuality. This is not any commentary on rightness or wrongness of the way they wanted to express themselves towards one another because i don't know what their right. sexual orientation was or is yeah but that was i was aggressive. just i was incredibly uncomfortable and they did not care yeah. they just decided yeah. hey here i am enjoy the show did they talk about being gay did they did they express that to you like or was it they, or, or did they give they hints talked about no they talked about how it wasn't like it was, it was very, oh. it was very, um, God made our bodies and there's nothing gay about this, which all is oh. true. Yeah. But it's like David and Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. I think had, uh, had this been brought up to residents life or had this conversation happen in a, a broader audience, it probably wouldn't have been so much shrug your shoulders uh, boys will be boys. I'm certain there would have been a, a, a statement of how we're not doing this anymore, um, because we're not gonna. We're not. That that's clearly not uh, what we're supposed to do at a at a Christian college. They would have to alter that. These are shoulders um, demonstration. <laughs> well, the, these, these are, are shoulders. shoulders. Clearly in... <laughs> these balls these... are not shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, Pat would have been so incredibly uncomfortable. I would have paid money to have that conversation with him. <laughs> this erect penis is not a shoulder, okay? Just to be clear. <laughs> I don't have anything to say to that, Scott. <laughs> I will say that I did not go into Moody blind to this being the case because I heard the stories of sword fights and naked study hall from my pastor's son, who was a... right a advocate for such practices. So oh, he how, knew how so he thought advocate. it was hilarious. Well, he okay, was so the leader funny. of his. Yeah. He, he was the planner of naked study hall in his dorm floor. He was oh. three years ahead of me at school. And so for three years, I heard of how, how they planned these things. And then him and my brother were roommates one year. And I don't know if my brother participated in any of these things, but my brother did participate in the sword fighting in the bathrooms. So, um, sorry, Scott, if you ever listen to this, I'm tossing you under the bus, bro. 
Well, we're and we're not um, being derisive of these things. We're just sort of bemusedly observing the the trend that goes across the country as far as boys' dorms. <laughs> um, do you have to be Actually, a wreck to have a sword fight? I don't know if I ever asked. I'm I'm hoping that it's more like it was more like Ghostbusters don't cross the streams, but I don't know <laughs> if there was contact. I didn't ask. Just sort of swinging the trunk around. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> it's not much of a sword. <laughs> no, no, but but you know, it's all about winning. And if there was a goal to win, um, they would sword fight to win. I don't know if they were measuring if there was accuracy i don't know what the criteria was yeah. but yeah. sword fights yeah. nonetheless how do you win huh <laughs> wow all right. well, it depends on perspective i i, I knew a few guys who uh, by participating were winning okay all right well um all right so moody's uh, representing today I, here that's yeah yeah i i think what you said and you said it on other episodes the the fact that you are now able to express whatever it is that sex seems whatever was taboo before you get to express now because you're on your own um that's a special uh feature of christian colleges um i we didn't yeah, my like my pastor's that. kid yeah, well, my pastor's kid didn't talk about sword fights in youth group. He only started talking about them at Moody. Um, I never heard of, I never heard of, you know, male on male erotic massage at youth group, but it was right in my face at Moody. Is it was interesting. Um, I don't know if it's because they are breaking away and now they can freely express what they truly felt inside as far as sexual orientation, or if it was just. Um, cooped up sexual energy that without a more appropriate release. And so they were doing whatever they had to, which I think is probably more accurate. Um, hmm. I, I am not, if, if that is, if that I was raised in, in a, a circle where we didn't talk about it, but if that's, yeah, if that's their sexual ethic, if that's who they choose to love, awesome. I'm not, uh, I'm not someone to say don't or shouldn't or, or anything of that nature. Yeah. But for it to be at Moody, where that yeah. was not just explicit, it was taught as evil, that was very yeah. ironic. Um, the, freedom, the freedom that those gentlemen, where they expressed their physical affection for one another, where in the classroom it would not be accepted, but in practice it was, I wouldn't just say encouraged, it was accepted. Um, yeah. It's completely yeah. anti what Moody probably uh, at least would officially stand on. Oof, I was going to do a sketch where the the dean was talking about the shoulders at Moody and the boys were asking, are these shoulders? No, son, those are balls. Yeah. Uh, but for, for, for the sake of time <laughs> and belaboring a point, let's move on. Oh, actually, yeah, some thoughts about Jeff's experience. We're not saying there's anything wrong with two dudes um, involved in a sensual massage situation with candles and music and moaning and groaning. Cool. But knowing that your roommate is sitting there uncomfortable 
is not a consensual situation. I mean, even even if it was a boy and a girl involved in this, it's it's not consensual. And so there's a power dynamic there. And Jeff was uncomfortable. He's 18, he's first time away from home. And he, no, he didn't want to participate in this, straight or gay. So that's the issue. And 15 years later, across town, young Peter Fenton would go to Wheaton as someone who wasn't aware that he was a young gay man. And he had some pretty tough experiences. So I went to Wheaton College. Yeah. And Wheaton, the thing that, I feel like the thing that really drew me to Wheaton in the first place, other than, I mean, like, famously, the reason I went to Wheaton was because my sister's high school boyfriend went there. And in turn, it turns out I had a crush on him, too. But the big thing that really sold me on Wheaton. Yeah, no, it's a great reason. Um, I actually, I have no idea where he ended up. My sister married a a very nice atheist uh, since then. Okay. But. So um, there's no tension in the family. (laughs) Well, uh, not over that. Over that, <laughs> yeah. Over, uh, over a boy. <laughs> not over that boy. Um, oh, okay. So Ooh. it's all good. It's all yeah, good. Okay, I was okay. just cracking a joke. <laughs> um, but anyway, the thing that really sold me on Wheaton was when when I visited my you know my host student was just really all in on the dorm floor culture. Um, at Wheaton, you know, there was there was a men's dorm. Like, there was, there was this one building that was split into a men's dorm and a women's dorm. And then there was another building that was like, it was co-ed, but like, by floor, it was gendered. Um, I was really into this idea of the all-men's dorm. It was like... I don't know if I'm allowed to like name drop the dorm itself, but it was like the Smith Traber dorm. And so the Traber building was all boys, all men. And, and so this guy just really sold me on the tribalistic kind of love between all, uh, call it like 30 people per floor. And I was like, wow, that sounds awesome. Um, you know, like the the main difference between the all men's dorm and the co-ed by floor building was that the all men's dorm had communal bathrooms, whereas the co-ed by floor building had um, suited bathrooms. So like you would share a bathroom with one other dorm um, on that floor. Whereas in the building that I lived in, because, you know, when you apply to Wheaton, you're allowed to request which building you want to live in and they do their best to honor it. I was like, hell yeah, sign me up for Traber. I want to live in Traber and share this communal bathroom with 29 other boys Um, because I was not fully out to myself, but the young gay boy thought that was a great idea. Um, And the young gay boy didn't, well, I'll get into that later, but yeah, I mean, like, I didn't fully recognize my desire within. Okay, so it wasn't uh, like a to... conscious thing, like, yeah. Not really. Okay. Not really. Subconsciously, um, though, you're like, there's some opportunities, potentially. Definitely. 
Like I would say, I would say um, toward the end of high school, when I was really leaning into my hard religious right. Uh, yeah, my version of Teenage Rebellion, uh, to the listeners of the podcast uh, who may not know, my version of Teenage Rebellion was leaning into the hard religious right. My parents are actually remarkably progressive Christians, um, and we we love Jim and Beth around here. But I was like, oh, you're not real Christians. Let me lean further and further into this uh, hard religious right type of rhetoric and type of gender presentation yeah. and type of ideology about the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was a rebel. Um, it's the teenage, it's the teenage default to rebel. Uh, so whatever your parents are presenting, <laughs> uh, you want to run in the opposite direction of. And yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, when so I was it everything meeting, you thought it would be? Um, well, so here's the thing. I would say my whole mindset was I really wanted to focus on cultivating my relationship with other Christian men. Um, You know, iron sharpens iron was sort of the mindset that I entered college with. And, you know, I mean, everyone around me in these conservative Christian communities that I was surrounding myself in, they just kept reinforcing that, that like your relationships with other men are important and also no gay people are allowed and also um yeah it's just like male intimacy is a good thing yeah and and so absolutely absolutely and so the interesting thing of my two years at i mean i spent all four years at wheaton but of my two years on the in the dorms at wheaton it was this really interesting relationship of like I got really into this tribal relationship with the other guys on my dorm floor. And definitely, which now it makes sense with the power of hindsight, but I definitely had much more of an attachment, as it were, to that tribal community than, say, the other boys who just better naturally fit in. Yeah. And so being fully bought into that ideology, uh, my feelings for, um, let's call him Jonathan. That was not his name, but let's call him Jonathan oh, for the purposes of this yeah, podcast. Perfect. Good, good choice. Um, yeah, it's a good biblical choice. Um, my feelings for this Jonathan, I recognized as very intense bromantic feelings, as it were, but I didn't recognize it for the very simple crush that it was. Like, it, it's not that complicated. He was a very good-looking guy. Um, and, you know, there was just, because it was a floor of all men, and, you know, there was only one bathroom, I have seen every inch of most of the guys I lived with um, in freshman and sophomore year. And that just, like, in hindsight, that's kind of fucking weird. <laughs> Is it also kind of cool? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, obviously. Just to obviously appreciate. It's cool. Uh, it's cool to appreciate. God's but creation. In yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the interesting thing, though, um, as we got into, so I would say, like, freshman year was a year where a lot of this was set up. And then sophomore year was sort of the the time when all hell broke loose. Um, Like, I would say, like, the relationship and the crush developed 
in freshman year. And, you know, like this was, this was an interesting sort of guy. Um, you know, he was, he was his high school valedictorian. He was a triple major at Wheaton. Um, he was like smart as a whip um, and just had a really fun sense of humor. And uh, yeah, he was studying computer science and math and econ. Um, and I was just like, yeah. yeah, I was just like enamored with this guy. And like we had a friendship, but like when I really look at the way that we interacted with each other, we didn't actually have that much in common. Um, it was just like, this is a good looking dude who is very smart, who I happen to have seen in his underwear a lot. Um, (laughs) Oh, so wait, so what you didn't, they, they didn't walk around naked in your dorm, like just all over the place. Oh, um, yes, yes. People did walk around naked, but, uh, this Jonathan was a bit more modest, um, which in hindsight may have been more enticing than like, yeah. Oh, I have not seen this man's penis. Yeah, what does it look like? Yeah. Again, when when you're deep in evangelicalism and being gay isn't treated as like a real thing that people right. have. Like, I mean, you know, you know about the people who struggle with same sex attractions. I'm yeah. using that in air quotes for the yeah. listener at home. Um, so I'll just summarize the sad part of Peter's story. Um, despite his complete devotion to his sweetmates and the bond that he wanted to foster, Peter ended up being excluded from the next year's housing plans, which was heartbreaking to him in several ways because there were there were emotions, real and sincere emotions involved. And this left him to figure out how to keep going at Wheaton. Did did all of the the nudity in the dorm what what effect did that have on you? Yeah, I keep going back to it stunted me. It stunted my understanding of self. And it's like I I know that every queer person, every queer man um has just a fundamentally different relationship with like going into the locker room and like seeing seeing the people that you're attracted to stripping down. Um, like I, I get that, but I feel like the, the dick and balls of it all, it was like, I got to see so much of, I mean, what arouses me, but I didn't recognize that as what it was. Right. And I think that one of the one of the key things that just is a hard thing to navigate through is something that I feel like was a game changer when I came out to myself was just this idea that reality actually isn't as complicated as I think it is. Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes enjoying seeing guys in their underwear just means you're attracted to guys. Yeah. Because I did enjoy the culture of just guys walking around semi-nude. Yeah. Um, and you, I enjoyed you, you, that. you participated as well, I assume. And of course I participated. Because you, yeah. you were trying so hard to belong. I just assumed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Ho- Hand-holding, cuddling. Because that happened a lot at APU uh, when I was there. Uh, you know, to... 
there wasn't much of that going on on my floor, okay. but I know if you talk to some of the some of some of like my other friends, because uh, like the way that the way that my housing story ends actually had the happy ending. Um, hey, okay, I ended up I ended up living. Brendan and I continued living together, and we picked up uh, my lab partner from my gen ed science class and his roommate, and Traber second floor was a much more like cuddly. They had a reputation for being the naked floor. Ah, um, that's where it was. Yep. Yeah. There's always one or two, right? It was, it was Traber 2. Okay, uh, Traber we 2. We were on Traber Shout 6. Out. We were on the 6th floor. Okay. Shout out to Traber 2. <laughs> yeah. Keep the dicks and balls free. Keep the dicks and balls free. I don't know if I don't know if that's the case anymore cuz like as much as Wheaton is doubling down on their anti-queer rhetoric i kind of feel like they're just distancing themselves from any kind of sexual thought but your your story is well taken and very heartbreaking not necessarily that you know you you missed out on this wonderful relationship or experience but just the idea of you trying to figure out your identity and who you are in this community with all the things going on under the surface um Yeah, but you're figuring it out now, and so, oh you, yeah, you, it's a it's a learning learning experience. Uh, is, Definitely is probably how I see it. Is that how you see it too? Oh yeah, yeah. I would say, um, and I mean, I over this past fall, I did go through therapy one more time, uh, thinking through everything that went on, um, just because something had something had happened recently that kind of triggered some of the thoughts that I had around the time of, you know, the left out of the housing decision. I was like, I had pinpointed that, oh, I'm feeling very similar things to when I felt then I should probably go back to therapy and talk through this again. And I think the biggest thing that my therapist uh, contributed to my thinking, which is like, why the hell did I pay this much money to attend therapy for 10 weeks just to arrive at this conclusion. But like really (laughs) then was then and now is now and who I am now is just fundamentally different than who I was then. And if I'm able to have grace for the people who hurt me before, I should be able to have grace for myself. And that's that's where I've landed. (laughs) So poor Peter was having this, emotional and physical response to the nudity and um, homoerotic intimacy around him but he misread it as some kind of godly dude bonding turned out he was just gay which he eventually figured out and you can hear his episode about all that from this past season but man his inability to read the signs his mind and body were sending him as, as well as the, the boys around him were sending him, um, it's heartbreaking. But thankfully, he figured it out. Um, and thankfully, we talked this season to some actual sex therapists and researchers just a few weeks ago. And Julia and Jeremiah, also known as the Sex Evangelicals, were kind enough to come back and help us make sense of everything we're talking about. I was also a fairly anxious freshman. Uh, so my experience with, uh, with, with nudity actually happened at my house. Uh, we, uh, my, my dad was very much a free baller. 
and uh, literally a free literally um I, I one of our first episodes was with, was with my sister and um and I asked my sister Juliana why was dad naked all the time uh so <laughs> I I've, I've been reflecting on this and I don't have a lot of memories of a lot of nudity. I had a weird experience with my roommate my freshman year, but that was more because he was delusional and thought that he was Jack Black. And uh, as part of that kind of wacko personality, like ran around the room naked. And I'm like, well, in good news for me, I can take my glasses off at any point. And, uh, and, and, and I'm nearsighted. So I can only see within <laughs> problem solved. Problem yeah. solved. That's right. Um, so, so my experience with the dorms, uh, with, with nudity, um, in living situations was much less around my dorm and much more around my house. Uh, although had I not been scarred from some of the experiences within my house, I can only imagine some of the chaos I would have seen, um, and, and heard from outside my, my dorm bedroom. So it's very possible that you just took your glasses off and missed out on all the. It's possible, uh, yeah, yeah. Parading around you. That's right. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that. All right. Hashtag free the ball. Um, <laughs> balls. Um, so or ball for I folks put, who only have one testicle. Uh, for one or, or three or however many. Right. That's right. Um, you're blessed to have. So I, I off air I told you a little bit about what this episode episode is about. That there there's way more. I'll, I'll just say it, homoerotic, homoerotic yeah. activities. Absolutely. And we're not shaming that. We're not, we're not saying that in any negative light other than the fact that it's, it's hypocritical for these boys to be very anti LGBTQ right. in their faith and in the theology and sword fighting in the shower and, uh, grabbing each other's balls and, um, at the same time. Or, or is it? Is, so do you all have theories about why, why this is? Yes. My theory is that socialization in general does not give men permission to have deep emotional, intimate connections or physical connections that aren't sexual with other men. In Christian communities, that is even way, way, way higher uh, on the socialization uh, spectrum. Yeah. So if that exists in secular contexts, that exists 20 times more in Christian contexts. So my thought is that not only does it exist in the dorms, but it also exists among the sports teams. And I do mm. have yeah. uh, evidence, I suppose, from well-trusted sources, not just my tits, but other sources about the ways that men on the sports teams interacted with each other physically and emotionally. And I had a client who was partnered with a an athlete from a different school. And what she said is that she had never witnessed that intense of homoerotic energy in her entire life. But I think that's the only space that the men had permission to be physically and emotionally close to each other. Right. Right. And we should clarify when you said your tits we, off air, we were talking about how the show is not peer reviewed by any academic things. And Julia offered her, her breasts as the uh, authority of whatever is said in this segment. High so, authority, high authority. Very good authority. It, it is on that authority that we are 
giving a nod to the truth that you speak. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. But I'll say this. The stories we have in this episode definitely go pa- beyond locker room showering and slapping each other's ass. I mean, we're talking some pretty, um, you know, mis- we're talking about massages. We're talking about grabbing each other. In, I think if you're in a locker room with a bunch of jocks and you grab someone's penis, it, you're kind of in trouble because that crosses a line. And now it's like, now it's gay or uh, quote unquote. Sure. Um, because there's still this this aspect of hyper masculinity that's involved. And that's what's confusing us is that it's they're saying no homo, literally saying no right. homo before they do some of these things. And they're saying this is just guys being guys, you know. We're 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 cool and we're masculine, and and we we touch each other's dicks. Well, <laughs> and that's it's that step that goes like, huh? Well, yeah. but but the penis represents both this the sexual object uh, that uh, can be used to derive pleasure or any other number of things, especially in opposite sex uh, spectrums or in opposite sex situations. It's also very much like a lot of men refer to their penises as sources of power. Um, So when they're thinking about you and I have both had plenty of sessions in which we've had men talk about uh, the idea of performance, uh, the idea of like dick measuring contests, like the whole idea of that is, is, is a competition Uh, men men competing with each other. Uh, So Um, there's very so much an aspect of competition is involved yeah. as well as some kind of latent sexuality or, um, or not so latent in some cases. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. That, I think we we've gained some insight. Do y'all have any other thoughts on, so like at Wheaton, no, sorry, Moody across town from in Chicago, they had a tradition of naked study hall. Oh, what happens in naked and study you, hall? Well, what happens in naked study hall stays. Uh, stays and naked no, I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I assume they're studying. <laughs> it's a it's an what interesting it's a are thing they that, studying. Yeah, um, yeah, we didn't get into that, but apparently the rule was you couldn't like go to this lounge with in its couches and then disrobe. You had to walk naked from your room to this lounge with your books and or your homework and and sit on couches like crammed together with all these dudes to study um and yeah it it was like a very proud tradition uh, apparently wow i'm also curious about like how the couches were cleaned yeah (laughs) inquiring minds and also in chicago what's the difference between doing this in january when it's four degrees outside and Uh. and september when it's like 80 they, they must have had good heating, central heating, I assume. What I'm gaining from this conversation yeah. is that you need to have some sort of excuse in order to participate in this. That right. naked study hall gives you permission to be comfortable with your body in an unclothed setting. Or being on a sports team gives you permission to all be naked together. Or if you say no homo and slap someone's ass or grab their penis... You're giving yourself permission to do that while also (laughs) saying, don't worry, I'm not gay. So there's no shortage of theories for why there are so many dicks and balls proudly on display at Christian colleges. Some are fun and ironic, but some are downright scary. As 
which Julia and Jeremiah were starting to hint at, you know, there's there's a power dynamic involved here. So while it sure is fun and downright funny to think about all these dudes swinging their dicks around, even while they proclaim being anti-gay and or anti-LGBTQ, I don't know. All these men asserting themselves, leading by their genitals, um, this also seems to be an assertion of patriarchy. As we've said, the women don't get to celebrate their bodies at all outside of the prospects of a future marriage. So here's Tori and Justin weighing in on this. It's working in the, in the boys' dorms of Christian schools, so I don't know if they're doing it right, though. So, um, but they feel so entitled. Mm. That's like mm. what is that's what's that's what's scary to me about that situation, right? Is that when you have a when you tell kids that all nudity is inherently sexual, um, and also communicate like a woman with fewer clothing is offering you an invitation, like. Mm-hmm that's inversely correlated to the amount she's wearing. Um, and it's, it's just this very strange, cause there's no, there's no accountability. There's no expectation that you like be a good guy. Like, yeah, they're going to guilt you. They're going to shame you. They're going to be like, you need to repent. Like it, whatever. But I mean, Scott, you had the sex evangelicals on the other day and like, mm-hmm. you know, they were talking about how I can't remember which, which school it was at, but that, one of the one of the students there got pregnant and she was expelled but the boyfriend was allowed to stay in the school Mm. and it's just it's just the double standard is really staggering and that's what makes it so unsafe for women in those spaces right i'm like you're coding all of these women to be passive and to be like just supportive right you're a supporting role you're not like you're not a real person and so i you know when i think when you combine these things together you have you have scenarios where people are absolutely going to be hurt and then unfortunately in christian colleges because sexual assault is like extremely not christian they can't you can't talk about it right so it's like you if you as someone who's experienced that like you go and try to get help you're not you're not going to get help like they're going to ask you what you did um right Uh so i think in like that context it's bad and i think that if we could yeah if we could like desexualize nudity (laughs) that would be really Uh really good and would make people legitimately safer Uh right because if there wasn't this expectation of like a woman wearing no clothes is is yours if you like finders keepers like if you don't have that mentality, then yeah, yeah, like people, you're not entitled to someone else's body, whether or not it has clothes on it is like completely irrelevant. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think that in that sense, like nudity could be like a net positive for everyone, like regardless yeah. of their sexual proclivities or desires or what have you. Yeah, I I I realized when I by the by my senior year, I will say like my like junior year. I, this is just me repenting slash confessing. I don't even know how it happened, but I, I can't remember if I talked about this on your, our our episode or not, Scott, but stop me if I have, but I got requested, asked to do like 
uh, basically to speak to the girls' dorms about what it was like to be a guy on campus, like specifically when it comes to their modesty. I don't know how I got picked to do this. It was like, well, there's some preaching experience, I guess. So it's like, I don't even remember what my like <laughs> message was other than like be mysterious. I don't know. Like, that's kind of all I remember. Like, there's like, like Justin's the, never like, so seen a naked woman year. before. Let's get him. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly this guy doesn't look at porn. Uh, we've seen, <laughs> we've, we've watched his history, search history. Um, but I remember by my senior year realizing like modesty is on in this particular context is such a moving target. Like, like there were guys that would um, like get onto women about wearing like messenger bags because like the strap would like would go between their boobs and like, you know, they're like, Oh, I can see your boobs. You, I can see that you have boobs. Like right, because yeah, of your messenger I can see bag. you have a body, you know? Um, there was another guy, he was a ministry major. He would like, if he was talking to a girl and he could like see part of her cleavage, he would like, just say, you have really magnificent breasts. Like, and then obviously she would be taken aback by this. He's like, well, you're showing them to me. That means you want me to compliment them. Like just weird things, weird things. Like, um, there's so many, and I just remember like, probably the time I graduated, I was like, I must not be as turned on by all this as y'all are because like yoga pants i mean th- there are women certainly they look hot in them but like it's not i don't like i'm not like you know getting hard for the lord suddenly just because someone walked by with yoga pants you know like you know you can the, claim like, that a woman, woman as yeah the lord look what the lord has done the lord has brought um, before you yeah, like it's like i I was like, I feel like I can admire the scenery here without feeling the need to colonize it, and that maybe makes me a little different than yeah, everybody else here. you're doing it here. wrong, man. That's, that's but, not the Christian like, way. I just remember being like, y'all need to just, like, I don't know, like, yeah, look, go look at porn or something, because, like, this, like, yeah. if, if a girl walking by that, like, just happens to, you know, have breasts is turns you on to the point where you need to confront her, like that feels like a you problem, my man. Like not a her problem. Um, so I had, I definitely had an evolution on campus, specifically when it comes to like, um, not female nudity, but just women's bodies. I'm like, yeah. they should just be able to exist comfortably in the world. Um, and like, well, guys, you y'all need to just figure yourself out. So there's room for laughs and even derision. The hypocrisy of a culture that criminalizes LGBTQIA people, but celebrates men performing homoerotic behavior. There's just so much there. And again, we do not criticize the activities like the nudity, the intimacy, the massages, the study halls. Those are all great. Here at Chapel Probation, we're pro-nudity, pro-intimacy between men and between women, between all consenting adults. But we're solidly against coercive behaviors. So here's where I land. We have been and continue to raise generations of people, men and women, and everything in between, who believe that men have this innate ability and right to celebrate their bodies and their sexuality. Easy there, big boy. Now, save all that savage and godly lust for your wife 
who you will have a dominion over. Um, yeah, screw that. At the same time, women are to be ashamed of their bodies and must guard them from all eyes, men and women's, saving them and their sexuality for their husbands. In the meantime, their bodies and their sexuality are gross and bad and evil and the downfall of men. So this is tragic because they're saving themselves for men who are confused as hell and generally clueless as to all the nuances and sexuality and pleasure of women. Christian men, and probably men in general, are ill-equipped to aid in unlocking a woman's sexuality, much less her enjoyment and fulfillment of sex. Not that it's their job, but they ain't, they ain't helping. In fact, they're probably hindering. But we expect them, and demand even, that they all be happily married, men and women, in, with this system in place. So what do we get? I guess we get Christian men with fond memories of waving their dicks and balls around to great fanfare, and latently sexual release who get married only to realize that their wives find both their penises and their own bodies shameful. But it doesn't have to be this way. I mean, even the Bible has the Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, depending on your translation. You have unmarried women all in the Old Testament using their bodies for pleasure. Unfortunately, you also have unmarried women using their bodies to gain entry into higher privilege or status, you know, as a bargaining chip. Because, well, patriarchy. And that patriarchy still rules today as much as it ever has. But it doesn't have to. Most of you already knew this, so it was kind of fun to go through this. But I hope this has been a reminder of the complexities of life and sexuality inside Christian culture. If you want to keep the conversation going, Chapel Probation will be covering a lot more of these topics um, in more specific areas this year. And you can sign up for the live stream of Content Warning, the big event, which is this coming weekend. So go to contentwarningevent.com to sign up to see the amazing lineup of people who will be speaking. I'll be there too. So that's it. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I'm sure this episode will put a lot of you in a romantic mood. So you all know, last year I talked about this, but I don't know. I don't think it's very romantic to do something that's socially mandated. It's the act itself can be romantic, sure. Celebrate your love and your relationship and buy flowers and do dinner and chocolates. Those little uh, candy hearts that no one eats. Great. Can't you do that like any day? Does it have to be on the day that the Hallmark card company has determined for us? I don't know. To me, that's not romantic. But what do I know? I'm an apostate. And if you're looking at the clock <clears throat> thinking, this is a long episode... You're totally welcome to exit at this point. Enough dicks and balls. Happy Valentine's. But we do have a little bonus with Hope and Nikki from Biola and BJ, who was the second guest ever on Chapel Probation. And we have a little uh, thread going on Instagram talking about all the things. And I thought it would be fun to have them listen to this whole episode which they have and give their response 
Again, no shame if you have to stop now, but I think you'll enjoy this last bit. So, all right, so let me introduce everyone. This is the surprise segment. We have returning to the podcast, BJ, who was the second episode of the whole thing way back in the beginning of 2022, two years ago. Good to be back. Welcome. I am honored, honored. And we have Hope and Nikki from Biola, who's whose premiere of season two is still actually both y'all have the, are in the top five of all of most listened to episodes yes. of all time Ooh. on Chapel Ooh, I've reached yes. the pinnacle of my life. It's all downhill. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we, it's all downhill. <laughs> no. We need to have a competition wow. because my only goal now is I want to be on top. Oh. No, well, no, maybe pun intended, but uh, yeah. I don't uh, mind being on the bottom, so that's fine. Okay, so <laughs> as long as it's consensual, mm-hmm. I'll be in the guess. middle. Okay, so <laughs> yes. BJ, oh, that's the be- that's the best place. BJ sandwich, um, <laughs> or Hope sandwich. If Hope's in the middle, and yes. We have, and, we, and we have Hope's husband. Uh, you want to introduce Mark? Oh yeah, my name is uh, Mark Bernard. And I'm Hope's husband. And should I give the the wacky religious credentials yeah. and all that? Let's start um, with that because uh, yeah. we're responding to all the other crazy stories we everyone just heard. And you have one. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, you know, mine mine aren't really stories as much as like vignettes. Okay. Like just perfect. The scene. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it would be good to get started with like uh, the cartoon yeah. and the Warm newsreel up. before yeah. the feature. Yeah, yeah. So I went to a, uh, a, a place called Carson Newman College that was in Jefferson City, Tennessee, that was just a little bit outside of Knoxville. Uh, it was a Southern Baptist college, and I didn't realize it then, but it was a pretty progressive college. Um, oh. it, was, it was cool, yeah, in terms of like what we studied and all of that. I hear these nightmare stories that you all tell, and it's just, <laughs> it's you know, it's really yeah, rattling. Like, because like... The, the the professors in our religion department, like when young, because it was the students you had to worry about. The students were the psycho ones. And the professors would be like, bro, there's a Bible college 30 miles down the road. If you want to be a minister, you know, go yeah. there. But if you want to be an intellectual, Ooh. come here. Okay. Uh, but but speaking of those people that you had to be afraid of, uh, I'll get to it. I promise. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, 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 the guys were psycho at this school. And, um, I lived on a hall with some relatively normal people and my roommate. Um, and then a little bit further down the hall, it was almost like they arranged this, like an order of like psycho religious, because like round the corner right here, you're okay. And then you get deeper, deeper into the hall. And then he's just fucking insane people. Yeah. Yeah. So some nights, you just hear, you know, raising hell out in the hall and you'd open the door and they would be naked with their towels over their shoulders. And they'll be like, yeah, we're getting ready to get in the shower, man. Yeah. And like be like high fiving. And, and high five. Yeah. yeah, right. And uh, and they were like, hey, man, aren't you going to come in and. You know, my roommate and I, you know, we weren't the most enlightened people at the time. I'm sure we used some very homophobic slurs uh, to uh, uh, ward them off. But, yeah, these were like hardcore religious guys. And what they did, we had, um, when you went in our bathroom, there was toilets here, a wall, sinks along that wall, 
another wall, and then just four shower heads over here. And like true, true communal showers. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nice and intimate. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Four, four <laughs> shower heads, and like five dudes would go in there. Oh, and I tell you, a, yeah, they made a big production of it, and it was this big thing where they would say like, "We're going to go sing, or we're going to a concert," and they would go in there and sing New Kids on the Block songs. So they would be in there, and you just hear it it's like perfect. echoing down the hall. Oh, oh, oh. And I use Dix's as microphones. There. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the right I'm, stuff right there. I, it was, it was <laughs> insane, you know. And these are the most like, you know, hardcore yeah. Southern Baptist dudes, and they they loved it, and they would like make fun of us. And because my nickname, my nickname was uh, Pop, and I don't even want to talk about that. But they'd be like, "Pop, why don't you want to come in, man? Come on in, Pop." Yeah. Like, Am I being bullied by like closeted? Like what? What's going on? Yeah. So there was that. Uh, Hope, Hope said you might want to hear about. So the guys went in the in the shower and sang, and I don't know what the hell happened um, in there. And she said you might want to know there was a dude who hung out in the bathroom area, the shower area, and he was like forever like standing in there getting ready to take off his towel and get in. And it was like he was kind of waiting for somebody. I love the visual. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Mark know. just pantomimed it for us. Uh, yes. it's, like, it's like in the office when uh, Michael Scott on one episode just wanted to talk to somebody. So he went in the break room and like put his hand on the coffee pot. So like when someone walks in, he's like, oh, hey, is this getting some coffee? This guy, you know, was always like get ready to take his towel. So. There was there was that, but and, but the the finale and, and Hope said uh, this would probably be most relevant. There was a student, um, I I won't give his name, but he's he's one of the most insane people I've known. I don't tell people about him, like I didn't tell Hope for a while because people would think you're making it up. He's he was legitimately insane. Uh, I'll call him Ezekiel. Um, he had a perfectly you know normal name. But Ezekiel lived up on 3rd South, which was like the craziest hall in alumni dorm. And he would get naked and jump on this kid. I'll just call the kid Ryan because that's like a... That like was the a same real kid every moment. time? Yes. He would just jump on him and like it started in the shower, but then like... He would be out in the hall and somebody would be like, he's out in the hall. And Ezekiel would all run out in the hall and like grab him and like wrestle him down. Like or assault? he would, yeah, yeah. yeah, he would be in bed and like, oh, they no. would like, okay, come on in. And like Ezekiel would come in and like just flop down on top of him. Ezekiel did this so much that he got kicked out of the dorm. Wow. They're like, bro, you can have your money back. Just get the hell off the camera. Finally, they do something. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, because it's to yeah. another guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. And and I'll just yeah. say, not to be a tease or anything, but like Ezekiel, that what I just told you is actually the least interesting thing about him. Uh, but I don't know if I have. Uh, he had some. Oh, let's just say. Oh gosh, this might be. You know what? It can edit it out. Every time there's a mass shooting. I'm always nervous that it, I'm going to hear on the news that it was him. 
because uh, he was obsessed with guns and all that. Course, That's so cool was. about Dick from my story. So you know what? There's something to <laughs> yeah. be said about that. <laughs> I, I so think, uh, Mark, I think we're gonna have to have you on season four. We'll give you your own yeah. episode, man, because there's. I feel like there's a lot more <laughs> to this. Let let Mark vamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is shape, shaping. You. This is a preview of season four, everyone. Um, yes. But yeah, thank you, Mark. Absolutely. Um, oh, and feel free no to, to hang and chime in too, because now, all right, you all have yeah, listened to what everyone listened to. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, what are your initial thoughts, and then and then we'll just go to a, a thousand after that. Um, My initial thought is, where the hell were all the dick and balls when I was there? Well, you're not allowed <laughs> to see them. We were missing out. Yeah. I'm like, dang, that that would have been nice, but. I had to go find it elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop yeah, playing. we heard your episode. Yeah, um, <laughs> go off campus for that. The, the Disney. I didn't know we were allowed to show them the girls. Yeah, apparently yeah, it wasn't for apparently, you. It was only for them until uh, they got married. Yes. Well, yes. I'm just thinking about it. I mean, Nicole, if you remember being in the girls' dorms, like I, I really remember it. There being not a lot of nudity like yeah, no. like you, i listened you to your episode scott yeah. and like this is truly a male thing yeah. and yeah. we lived, I remember- like we had communal showers and we had we lived i i don't think i ever saw my other roommates naked they would maybe would they maybe change in the stall now that i think about it like a i think stall? it's very possible because yeah. I'm not remembering nipples or vaginas in my oh. memory. Maybe hopes, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some yeah. stories there. Yeah. Um. So um. So we're hoping, Nikki, were you comfortable being nude or naked um in your living areas in the dorms, or was it just like it just feel like weird to be? I think it would feel weird only because that was the culture. Yeah, it's the vibe. But I, I think about it now, too. And, like, it's weird for me to be naked in front of my mom because there was such a, like, don't be nude, don't be naked, be modest. Yeah. And then with my kids, I'm always, like, walking around naked. So I don't know. It kind of also depends on how you grew up. But, sure. um, yeah, it. I can't imagine. But the whole thing is fascinating to me, like, as I was listening today of, like, how with the guys like they're so comfortable with it and like yeah. walking around with it and like i mean i'm even fascinated that like i ask my husband all the time like when you go to the bathroom do you ever look he's like no <laughs> like, no that violates like, man code yeah next to the each man other. Code. yeah, yeah. You don't you don't I, I, I be the only curious man i look all the time <laughs> do you well but you you don't turn your head and like lean in to the urinal you if you look it's like, like a like a peripheral yeah. hey bring your jeans back a little bit man i can't see I'm... like no i don't i don't <laughs> it's like one of those uh, things at the used yeah. car dealership the floppy you know because <laughs> well, when, when i was a kid at like uh sporting venues trough urinals used to be way more of a thing than they yeah. are now and so, Stadium. like yeah. you just yeah now now there's a little bit more dividing there but uh but yeah, I uh, sorry, I interrupted. Continue. No, please. No, Tell you us. were BJ. Were yeah. you? You were in the dorm, right? Yeah, we're dying to know. BJ, yeah. were you? Were you? Yeah. Were you, were you balls out? From so, you know, not not really. Let's we we wish. Um, but there were when I was at APU, there were three dorms. I think they built another one my senior year. 
But so there was the all guys dorm, the all girls dorm, and then there was the co-ed one that was kind of new. And when I signed, I was like, I want to live in the co-ed one. But the co-ed one was kind of the the buttoned up one, I think. Oh, and okay. it seems it seems like uh, Scott, do you remember Smith and Smith Adams Hall? Hall. Yes. The- it, yep. se- it seemed like, yeah, Smith was the dude's one and Adams Hall yep. was the uh, the gal's one. And it seemed like all the fun was happening over at those places. So I was friends with some of those uh, dudes like years later, but there wasn't as much going on at my – the most was um, my RA, I remember – he uh, put together uh, like a hike where we were going to have donuts and to invite people. He walked around in his hiking boots and a speedo knocking on people's doors, inviting them. And that, I honest, I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought he was awesome. So it worked. <laughs> um, okay. But, but yeah. Did like, that um, was, encourage you to come? Oh, <laughs> literally so hard. <laughs> so hard at the top. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, no, but uh, it's it's funny. Like I'm gonna zag a little bit from what uh, I listened to to some of the other stories. Like for all the ways that I can be like, fuck evangelicalism, fuck APU or whatever or whatever it is. Like the the nudity or the guys being cool with their bodies. That seemed like it was like. Oh, I'm, I'm like kind of an adult now, but we're still kind of like man children, but this is, this is fun. Um, and, but I just, the stories that I heard from other people, I didn't hear anything that extreme. We didn't have like naked study halls or like, uh, sword fights or (laughs) like literal, literal dick measuring contests or anything like that. But there was, um, there was, uh, a, a cl- like an unofficial club at school with uh, a bunch of dudes. It was the, there was a pool at one of the apartment complexes. And so when we were upperclassmen and we lived at that complex, they, they called it the pool club, but it wasn't nudity. Some of the guys would be in speedos, but they would run around to different apartments and they would try to make it to all the girls apartments that they could. And they would all like run in and like dance around trying to invite people to go like swimming in the pool. And that was there. I'm still friends with some of those guys that did that. And they're like, they're like, ah, we feel kind of knowing what we know now about what women were going through. That probably wasn't a good idea (laughs) what we were doing, but it it seemed like everybody was laughing and it was funny at the time, but it, it, it probably wasn't a good idea. So I, I have mostly like, PG thirteen stories. I wish a oh. woman would have would have pulled them aside and said, "You're making me stumble in my walk with God." Yeah, you need to cover <laughs> up. Do, oh, yeah. Can, can, can I? To, if a woman ever told that to me, that would be the biggest fucking I compliment yeah. I ever got in my entire Y'all, life. Yes, my work here is done. Yep. I would. Be, I'd be like. I'd be like, thank you for making thank my you. not my day, not my year. Thank you for making my decade. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, it's that's the 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 patriarchy sucks, but it's not bad being a dude in the patriarchy. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> because it's 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 cool that like people could theoretically say that to me, and it would be an awesome compliment and not uh, threatening. So, the one story I can think of, and this is like the this is the 
just the dorkiest, lamest Christian 19, 20 year old shit for like not even the cool guys at school. It was me and a few other guys. We would we would play uh we would play Nintendo 64. I'm dating myself here. We would play Mario Kart. And one time, a bunch of us, we decided to play strip Mario Kart. There were no <laughs> girls there. There were no girls. No, but you can't do it in front of girls right. anyway. And, so. and, 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 no, that and made it, it happen. Yeah. It wasn't even this, it wasn't even this big, like, uh, we're a bunch of the cool, fun people. Like, we're going to do something hilarious. Nah, just like the four or five of us decided yeah. to do it. And like... <laughs> As dudes like, do. Okay, but uh, but yeah. So. Did you win? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Scott, I don't think anybody won. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did, did everyone uh, end up naked then, or did you get to a certain point and be like, "Oh, this you know, is awkward"? I think I think like I think like two dudes uh, ended up naked, but it was kind of like like okay, this is funny for a minute. Like, yeah. can we be done with this now? <laughs> It was more like it was more like uh, trip, triple dog daring a little bit, yeah. I think. Okay. But are there, I just so, want to know if there's like erections happening. Like that's my question. Like one thing no. for like floppy dicks to be around, but is someone like getting turned on? Like the whole like circle jerk or watching porn together. I'm like, are you all turned on together with each yeah, other? Yeah, they couldn't do that. They couldn't do porn, I'm sure. Did, there's no way. I, that that never on happened campus. in any circles I I was in literal circles. Um, yeah, they're monitoring because, your internet on campus, so you know maybe yeah, off well, campus. Well, well, and for I think most uh, sexual researchers would say you have to be uh, in a like relaxed and good state to mm. become aroused at that level. And I think everybody would have been a little bit. Mm. Uh, I don't. I don't think there even 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 amongst uh, like our queer brethren. I'm not sure there were many um, uh, erections happening in like group shower situations. But I can't. I can't be sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to need you but, to go back and do some research, BJ. We we can do that. Do you do you just do you I just want stories research. or should I get should I get some should I get some pictures or uh, yeah yeah like, we're I gonna need that. I'm, well, I'm, at least I'm for our little artist. group chat, we need pictures. I don't. <laughs> There we go. Um, Hold on, just a second. No. We're, we're, um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're not we're not naked now. Uh, no, presently, not yet. Yeah. Um, um, yes. Oh, this is, so this is chapel probation hours, not chapel probation after hours. Well, it kind of <laughs> yeah. is. It's the after, it's the after the episode hang. I love um, it. If I had a Patreon, um, this is, would be for them. But I'm just gonna put it at the end. Yeah. All right. So thoughts. I loved, first of all, I laughed out loud so hard at the fuzzy butt Muppet comparison. Oh, yeah. That was good. You could smell the burnt hair in the story, right? I just howled with laughter. That was the best, like, visual ever. Um, I, I thought it was great. I thought that um, the insight from the sex evangelicals, is that mm-hmm. them? And what she was saying about... Um, it being another layer to patriarchy. I thought that was awesome because it's like, it's true. It's like another layer of it's okay for you to be comfortable with your balls and dick hanging out, but don't let, you know, a a piece of skin come, you know, from cleavage be shown. You know, it goes back to my, my story of when I told you that girl confronted me that I was making the guys stumble in their walk. Yeah, you were. And, um, Sure was. Here, let me show you. No, I'm just kidding. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was, I was that wearing... sweater. 
Stumble. Are you guys stumbling yet? Um, <laughs> we're, we're, I thought so we were all hard. chanting stumble. We don't call it stumbling anymore. We just call it celebrating. Um, <laughs> hard on. Hard on. Um, no, I thought I thought the episode was great. I thought there were some great points that I never even had thought of before. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Hope. Yeah, I I think um, you know, you might think Naked Study Hall was the top, and that's amazing. <laughs> However, I'm gonna give Naked a, Study Hall was a bunch of bottoms. So. Many bottoms. I'm gonna have to give a shout out to. Um, doing the naked handstand on someone's door. Oh yeah. Knocking on the door and then opening the door because oh. like Nicole and I did a, a very short stint at a gym for a gymnastics class. So I appreciate like the combination of the yes. nudity There's some and skill. gymnastics. Yeah. 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 And they're so creative. Like these guys are so yeah. trying to find so many alternative ways to see yeah. each other yes. naked and, and touch each other holes. that it's almost like just impressive it's a, it's a, they're really crying out for uh contact uh intimacy you know it made me think of um you know obviously before i met my husband i went out on a date with this guy who was um a student at fuller seminary i don't know if i shared the story and he uh he we went on a date it went well and then we uh, went on another date, took it back to my place. Things started got, getting hot and heavy. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm like, oh, great. What? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, you know, I, I'm just trying to stay pure. I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. So then he started telling me his living situation. So first of all, he said he broke off an engagement with somebody a week before their wedding. So that made me like, hmm, that's interesting. Then he said... He lived in a studio apartment with another fuller uh, student, a male, and they shared a bed. And I said, oh, well, you got to do what you got to do as a student. And then he did not let me proceed any further. And I was ready to go. And I'm like, all right, something's going on. (laughs) So now that I'm thinking (laughs) back, it all kind of points to like, I would love to see where he is now. Like, yeah, like maybe he was... um, not feeling like he could be his full self. And so he was withholding that and but exploring yeah. it. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. There's not you a okay on time. You, you, I know it's seven. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. They can stay up a little bit later. They're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, do, do you hope, hope and Nicole, do, do you, when you heard all of the dicks and balls, did it make you wish that you, came up in a culture that that allowed for that for you or are you just glad that you didn't have to be surrounded by um naked women um, um i don't know what the equivalent of sword fights yeah would be, i i wish i mean i yeah that would have been great to just be able to walk around topless and do your makeup and hang out and i think hope and i did it when we were on vacation with each other and other people right there's yeah. a there's a friends. famous you saw the picture no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that I Wait. sent you cropped out. Remember? Um, you sent oh. a couple. Which <laughs> which picture? Wait, is this the one where you guys are on the couch, like for Halloween? No, no, it's it's when we were on a cruise, oh. and oh, yeah, one. there was a 
we were very I mean, comfortable. There were no <laughs> nude. There wasn't a nudity picture. It was just. Well, yeah, <laughs> I cropped it out. I made it PG. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's interesting that you say that because when I'm thinking about just like being like a normal person walking around naked and whatever, that makes me think back to like hanging out with my high school girlfriends, mm-hmm. and then like later with my college friends, but not in the dorm. It not was really yeah. not um, encouraged and appreciated, which is like, that's where you, it would make sense to walk around naked. Mm. So it's just no men on the floor. Right. That's like the, the point. And so I, I guess I've never thought about it, but it's just one more sort of way to repress <laughs> women. Um, I mean, it didn't work, but yeah well not for you because all the other women said would say that you know their nipples for better uh for for lack of a better example are for their husband only not even for anyone else not not my friends (laughs) well yeah f1 i guess both I don't know. Did anyone? I'll give you the left one, but not the right one. That, that's right. from my husband. Uh, <laughs> left one only. Yeah. Well then, okay, okay. Here's person. a question, though. If that's the truth, are the guys, like evangelical guys, walking around being like, "My dick is for my future wife"? No. Well, no. okay. For for, for for penetrative sex, I assume yes. Um, but maybe not for playing grab ass. They're rubbing and... it on their dorm mates. Well, right. <laughs> right. And that's right. patriarchy, and... right? They, the guys get to celebrate all this like intimacy with each other. Well, so tell me if I'm wrong on this too. And I'm, this is just like a brainstorm I'm having right now. <laughs> um, I feel like, and this was when I was in like public school too, was your vagina or vulva or your breast were those ever like the butt of a joke because the penis was you know the the same thing as uh like a vulva vagina in terms of like sexuality but it was also what dudes used to like joke around like Mm. if you fell asleep on the bus to like a like a baseball game or something like that, you would wake up with one of your teammates' ball sacks like on your shoulder or on your <laughs> forehead or something like that. And so uh, I think even outside of evangelical circles, I think in like high school, dudes, at, at least in like athletic circles and like locker room circles, like our dick and balls are like, like, a comedic prop that's true kind of like kind of like gallagher used to like whack the hell out of watermelons as his comedic prop yeah. like we would uh, <laughs> we would you know if you like bent over to tie your shoes you would look up and the catcher's dick is in your face and everybody would <laughs> would laugh so i th- i think wow, where'd that you play was... baseball man that's that sounds like a lot of, a lot of uh, um evangelical evangelical one. high school no, i'm kidding yeah. uh <laughs> But uh, it was it was uh, they were they were comedic props, and so I'm I'm wondering if yeah. uh, that led to to dudes feeling more comfortable that like like oh this is just the thing I use to make people laugh. 
Well, I guess on the flip side, our booths are props to pay for drinks and get free parking. Okay, so it works so well. (laughs) Yeah, but even that is like. But it's not funny. Yeah, it's It's not funny. It's 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 not not like oh, I put my capital on you. Yeah, Yeah. not at all. Like if you fell asleep, you you wouldn't have someone's vulva on your forehead. Um, (laughs) I just yeah, we don't think that's funny. No, that would be interesting. To to BJ's point, that and that's another patriarchal thing, right? Because women's bodies are are both desired, but also like taboo. Whereas the dudes are like, ah, yeah, yeah, let it all hang out. Yeah. So I think we're arguing for equality. We should all be able to laugh at our body parts and celebrate. Just for that, I'm going to go put my vagina on my husband's face as a joke. Yeah, as a joke. (laughs) Oh, good one. Uh Good one. (laughs) (laughs) You're the best comedian. (laughs) Yeah. Very popular comedian, uh, Nicole. (laughs) Hilarious. She does this thing on stage. She's been arrested 12 times, but um, she's very, very effective. We here all week, guys. Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I know, uh, I like, part of our little group is to celebrate, but there was kind of one sad story that I remember with your roommate, Nicole. Um, mm. Oh, I, I won't say her name, but, so I lived across the hall, they lived across the hall, and so we were just together for a long time, and she even in front of Nicole and our other roommate Mm -hmm. would not change clothes in front of them. We had these um, like wardrobes and she would like open the doors and then semi try to close the wardrobe behind her and then change clothes. She would not. And, and it's not even like you got to be like getting a pap smear. You could just change clothes. Yeah. You know, we don't see everything. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah. she did not want to be seen yeah. at all. And That's so. Right. Wow. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Bringing back those memories. Yeah. And because... she did. I mean, she ended up being a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And so maybe she oh, was dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. did you all feel like, could you just like walk into your own own room and just start changing? Like, yes. that, that was not yeah. a big deal? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when I saw what everyone else was doing, I'm like, oh, we're not doing that. Well, I think it was definitely in the room is fine. But that's why she, it was so kind of like, what do you think's going to happen? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so who, who here would go to a nude beach? Oh, everyone's hands up. I think it's funny. I think it's funny that we're raising hands on an audio recording. But let let the record show that they all raise their hands. I, 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 and I. And let the record show nothing was in my hand when I raised it. In that hand. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I went with um. One of my friends. We went to one of those hedonism resorts. Oh yeah, I didn't go that one time. Yeah, no, you didn't go. And it's like there are areas that yeah, are that's totally... more than just yeah, naturist. That's that's like um a lot of fun like happening in those places. Sexual. Yeah. Yeah. But we were concerned because then I realized like, okay, I am totally fine with like letting my top be shown. I don't care about like the bottom half either, but I was like, is there some way I could like get a belt or something like to cover my stomach because that's Aww. what i was like didn't want to show <laughs> I was like, maybe there's like a reverse bikini <laughs> hey 
Okay, Hope, you remember the cruise and when you wore that doily with no bra underneath? <laughs> a doily? We called it the doily because it was, you know, I, I found a picture of that. It was, it was a shirt that was like a crocheted top meant to be worn over something. Oh. Yes. And well, I was like, it was over so your body. Something, something super over. interesting about that is she wore it, rocked it, looked amazing. And the women that gave her the most compliments were black women. They were so yeah. like, you go girl. Yes. Do that thing. You go white crochet top. And, <laughs> and they were all about it. And I said, yes, these women are just so, yeah, that, was, that was so funny. It yeah, was. it was like major see-through. Like imagine yeah. just like a doily. Just a doily like- with <laughs> and no bra. It was awesome. <laughs> like if you looked hard enough, you're like, is that a oh yeah, that is a <laughs> Yeah. It was yeah. like one of those things we'd go down the hall and then everybody turn. Turn. <laughs> like twice. <laughs> I mean, did you feel empowered by that hope? Did you feel like, yeah. like you were well that I was definitely like drinking a lot, and so I didn't really have so much control. inhibitions were lowered. Yeah, yeah. So I just was. She looked yeah, awesome. I was fine. Was but fun. you know what? Okay, here's another thing that I just realized is, I, especially like compared to Nicole and then our other good girlfriend, um, have a lot small a smaller chest, and so I'm always like. Okay, like I never got into the thing where guys would be like, oh, you're, you know, showing too much cleavage or stuff just because I'm like a lot more flat. And so people like who have bigger breasts, it's, it's I think it's a bigger deal and going mm-hmm. throughout the world and stuff. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. Is that how you feel, Nicole? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's like a little different. Like I could wear a top. And it become off more sexual than someone maybe who's not as well endowed. And yeah. so, exactly. um, yeah, I kind of regret not doing it more. <laughs> Just I mean, <laughs> I should have been more comfortable with back it. Then so, you know, back then, but I mean, I still rock my, you know, little tops and stuff, but um, yeah, kudos to you, Hope, for always being comfortable in your... Yeah, I'm inspired. Just in, I'm, just I'm in the top. A, I'm gonna go get a speedo now. And, uh, yes, I love it. All right. Well, and hiking boots. Let the record show that Scott is currently changing into a speedo while on yes. camera. Yes. <laughs> Woo! And hiking boots. Go to the donut. Um, it's not the official boots record, in the other room. But... Um, might have to. So yeah, I appreciate y'all coming on. I love y'all. We have a great little tech little thread going and we'll continue to do so. Yes. And um Thank you, Scott. So thanks for thanks, chiming Scott. in. Always love talking to y'all. Yes, it's always a good time. Love you You're guys. The best. Yes, you guys are love wonderful. You all. I love awesome. chatting with you. Everybody listen to uh Hope and Nicole's episode of Chapel Probation. It's awesome. <laughs> Oh, listen thank you. to BJ's oh, episode two. Yeah, but we're yeah. gonna come out on top, BJ. You going down? Yeah, it's gonna be a contest. They're 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 I'll, fighting I'll, over who has power more bottom. Listen, so everyone, power bottom. everyone, click on those. I love it. <laughs> and if you're wondering, it's really close between their two episodes. They're all they're each um, at around two thousand listens. So I'm I'm gonna call it a Valentine's Day tie for now. But thanks for listening. This has been a great season three. I look forward to coming back for season four. Happy Valentine's Day.